Hi, welcome back to Chris Dyer's Creative Friends, the super awesome podcast show where me, your artist friend Chris Dyer, talks to all his awesome creative artistic friends. Today I'm in Miami for another Miami Art Basel run. I'm at the studios of Claudia LaBianca. She's a super awesome art artist, muralist, fashion designer, movie maker, installation creator, etc., etc. A powerhouse of artistic creation. So I hope you'll enjoy our conversation together. Woo! What's up, Claudia? What's up? Woo! How are you? Fantastic. And you? Good, good. Thanks for having me over your beautiful Wynwood loft. Thank you. It's super yes. cool in here, oozing with creativity. So we've known each other for like, what, 10 years now or yeah. something? Yeah, since uh, it's been like about 10 years. Yeah, it was one of the basils. I uh, was walking around with Kevin Ledo, scooping walls. You know, we bought some bicycles. Like, where's the walls? And there you were painting your beautiful girls. Yes. Yeah. And actually, that was one of my first murals. Oh, no way. In Wade one. Yes, it was. That's like, I think that was like 2013, but I'm not sure. I remember that, that Kevin yes. knew, knew you already. Yeah, 20, 20, 2014, something like that. Yeah. A long time ago. Where time did, goes fast. Where did you know Kevin from? From uh, Mr. June, from David. Okay. Yes, I met first Mr. June. I was in... Uh, uh, at, uh, in Brooklyn at the um, Bushwick Collective. Okay. And that's how I met Mr. June and then I met Lado. Mm -hmm. But, you know, everybody knows each other here. Yeah, Especially yeah. for Basel. I feel like Basel brings everybody together. Yeah, the whole family comes here once, uh, once a year. Yes. But you're here, like, year-round. Yes. What's the vibe in Wynwood or in Miami when it's not Basel? Is it still crazy, right, running it's around? It's still crazy. Like this is, you know, this is a city that doesn't sleep. And mm -hmm. so there's always stuff going around. I mean, during Basel, you see a lot of artists on the streets, you know, painting. So it's not like that, you know, in regular months of the year. But it's still crazy. It's mm -hmm. a crazy city to live in. Yeah, I, yeah. I personally wouldn't want to live in Miami. It's too much energy for me. Yeah, that's why I hide here. You know, I created my little temple, uh -huh. or big temple, and I just, you know, spend a lot of time here creating. You know, that's, uh -huh. you know, mainly what I do. Yeah, well, it's great. This is a great little bubble. <laughs> cat fight. Yay. Um, I love cats. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I prefer cats than, than dogs as well. This is a, a, a great studio. How did you score this? I, I guess I'm, you're renting it? Yes, like, yes, I'm renting it. I just came to visit. There was another artist. There's a bunch of different uh, studios, art studios around. And one of my friends, uh, which is also an artist, Aquarella, I was visiting her, and then I saw this studio, which was empty. Nobody was renting it. Uh -huh. So I, I walked in, and you know, when I put something in my head, probably like you too, I'm like, that's going to be my studio. Uh -huh. And within a month, I, I rented it. So I've been here for like four years. Nice. Yeah. Four years. Is the rent crazy being that you got a, you know, a little loft in Wynwood, which is very sought out for? Uh, you know, I'm a really good tenant. Like I pay my rent like three months in advance. Okay. So I think nobody wants to lose me. And yeah, I'm a good tenant. So yeah, no. I'm not going anywhere for a while. Nice. No. Well, that's good for you. Yeah. I, I want to ask you a lot of questions about Miami, but where are you from originally? I was born in Sicily, okay. in a little town uh, in Sicily called Bagheria. And, uh, and then I came to the United States in, when I turned 18. Okay. Yeah, because I was so born from American citizen, uh -huh. so I was able to come in with an American passport. Okay. So I, I feel very blessed and lucky to... So you're fully Italian, pretty much. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, fully Italian. I came in with, the, you know, the luggage with the, what did you say? The luggage with the, with the string. Uh huh. I came here with a thousand dollar. Okay. No speaking in English, but I just wanted to, you know. Why? Because Sicily is like, 
Um, it's just like a, a beautiful country. I mean, it, Italy is a beautiful country, but you know, the mentality was too small for me. I felt like I was, <clears throat> I was too big for for my my town. So I was very, I was very much misunderstood. You know, I was the the crazy one. I was you know the whore of the town. Although I was having sex. You know, that's a, well. That's what they say about, about Mary Madeline, right? Uh -huh. My, I, I was I watched the movie Mary Madeline not too long ago. There's a movie. Yeah, with cool. uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. And and it's funny because at the end of at the end of uh, you know the story, uh, of the film, they actually give you facts, uh -huh. and it says that the church, you know, Mary Madeline just fell platonically in love with Jesus and uh -huh. just wanted to be one of the apostles. Right. And she followed him and, yes. and his steps. But then the church in like 600 or something, the Pope said that she was a prostitute because she was not a prostitute. She just didn't want to marry. Uh -huh. Like her family was, you know, was trying to marry her, but she didn't want to. Then she met Jesus and followed Jesus because she, she found love and freedom. Uh -huh. And so the church, after 600 she died, she was named a prostitute from the church. But then in 2016, the church actually made her one of the apostles. Oh, wow. I, so I got goosebumps. So oh, I, wow. I, I, I feel very much like uh, uh, connected to her. Yeah, Because yeah. I feel that, you know, what happened to me too. I, was, I never really followed anybody, you know. Yeah. And I lost my dad when I was young. So I was just a little reckless. Uh -huh. And I just would like, you know, create art and, you know, take... I think my first mural that I did in Sicily was I was uh, 11. Oh, wow. And yeah, I was just trying to like, you know, run around town, make art and, and just be very well misunderstood. So when I was 18, I told my mom, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh -huh. And I did. And I came here and, and, and it's all history that, that's since awesome. then. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate the character of Mary Magdalene. You know, there's a gospel of, of her, right? I haven't read it, but I want to read it. I hear it's all about Tantra too. So like oh. sex, but conscious sex. Oh. Like sex for spiritual connection. I need to go get that book. Ah. Right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, nice. Do you have a big connection to sex? Like, what's your relationship with it since you're... Um, so sexual in my, in my artwork? Your art's kind of sexual, <laughs> you know? All these uh, sexy pussy kittens, you know? <laughs> really, you know? Well, it's, it's more like, well, connection to sex. I've been celibate for a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just because I'm like a fighter, you know, like fighters don't have sex before the fight. So okay. I'm still waiting for my big fight. But um, uh, the reason why I paint this, you know, uh, sexy woman and mainly like confidence, confident in their sexuality and in their own skin, it comes from, you know, back then when I was, you know, a, a, like a teenager back in Sicily, I was, you know, losing my dad and just struggling with my, with my, uh, teenage years, I gained a lot of weight. So I was like, you know, the chubby girl in, the, in, in, in town. So I was getting picked on a lot. I, was, I, you know, I didn't know what bully was till, like, till now. Now I, know what, now I realize I was getting bullied back then. I just thought it was normal. Mm -hmm. But they would pick on me because I was, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the fat girl in the, in the group. And so what I would do, I would go back home because the only thing I, I knew how to do was drawing. And I started drawing all these... Uh, very uh, sexy and strong and powerful woman superheroes. Mm -hmm. um, but it was my, it, 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 they were my protectors. They were like, they were my dream. I'm like, okay, if I can be that, if you think that I should be that, then I'm gonna draw them because I can create them, you can't. Mm -hmm. So that's where all these, you know, amazingly sexy women came from, which I, I think I, I became one, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, you manifested yourself to be one of your characters. Yeah. Um, and I, I wonder, and these are all questions because mm -hmm. I don't really know, if like uh, having all these images of like such beautiful women inspire you to be like that or in contrast and comparison maybe can bring you down and be like, well, I'm not like these perfect idealized women. like. I, I guess it, it depends on the on the viewer if it's yes. something that lifts them up or like brings them down. Well, personally, I feel like they inspire me, right? First, they were my protector. Now they inspire me. Uh, I also do a lot of like different different ethnicity, you know, and like every woman is shaped different. I I love voluptuous women. Everybody should like you know welcome their uh, their body and their curves, but. Um, 
the, the feedback that I get from other women seeing my work, it's very positive because, you know, one thing is seeing the, the art, but I think that when you go dig deeper and like try to understand where does it come from, you know, if a woman like that, if those sexy women were coming from a male artist, mm -hmm. I think it would be received different. Yeah. But when, you know, through my platforms, when I'm putting my artwork out there, I always put myself out there as, you know, as a badass, as somebody that doesn't have fear, as somebody that, you know, if I fail, I'm gonna get up again, I'm gonna fucking try harder. And if I fail again, who gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, it's very, um, I feel that it's important to, you know, ev ev every piece has a story, right? So if you dig deep, then you find, you know, you find where it comes from. I got lost there, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. He's so cute. <laughs> Isn't she? Um, you know, the whole thing about a beautiful woman uh, in, in, this, in this world, you know, where, you know, we're all going for, uh, you know, beauty. Like, we all like beautiful women. Oh, yeah. You see a beautiful woman, it makes you happy. Yeah. Your day is better. Are you talking about implants and Botox? Uh, well, <laughs> the definition of beauty is is relative Confidence. is relative to the person. Right. Uh, now, say like I'm a man, and men uh, get activated by beauty uh, in a more um, you know chemical way. You yeah. know, you see women, and you you, yeah. you can't help yourself uh -huh. but be reactive. And different men will act differently. So yeah. men will be more gung ho. I want to hunt down. I feel like that, that in beauty. There's like it's it's it. There's two things. One is like, okay, I have to be beautiful to be, you know, I have to look a certain way, like the influencers, you know. I have to look a certain way to be beautiful, so I'm going to go and change my face and, like, you know, enlarge my breasts or, you know, get butt implants or whatever. You know, I'm not saying don't go do it. If you want to fucking do it, do it for yourself, you know. But true beauty is confidence. It's, it's saying, like, I do it for me. Um, I love me and I love my skin, and I love who I am, you know, and I, and, and, and so also, you see, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a grown-up, I'm not, I'm not 20 anymore, mm -hmm. so for me, uh, for example, like, I'm not going to criticize somebody that is, like, you know, overweight, but why not try to get fit, why not try to lose the weight, because you lose weight, you're going to, live longer you're you're gonna be able to see your grandchildren you know so like for example me you know i was the chubby girl when i was little uh because i didn't know like food for me was you know a comfort it was my comfort blanket i needed to eat because i felt lonely you know i i felt my family was broken i was getting picked on and more i was getting picked on more more fat i got because mm -hmm. that it was the comfort but Nobody came into my life, you know, back then and say, you know, you shouldn't eat that much. Maybe you should, like, go to the gym and do stuff like that. I had to learn on my own. And so as I'm getting older, I'm getting fitter, you know, because it's, it, it feels good. You have more energy. And, you know, yeah, so why not? Fuck it. Get to the gym. Did you, did you have to learn how to uh, <laughs> interact with the world that all of a sudden, like, now men want you and you're like, oh, I'm not used to oh, this energy. Oh, feels so great, right? Now you got to wrap them on a finger. But is that <laughs> annoying? Is it, a, is it annoying to have men come and hunt you down? I think like, I'm very intimidated to men. I mean, like, we're friends, so that's okay. But I feel like that every time I interact with, like, a man, uh, I feel that there's a lot of you know, men's are very intimidated, you know, yeah. because I'm so strong. And you I'm, would need a really strong dude to, like, take you down. No, I don't want a strong dude, actually. Yeah. That's funny. Like, I like, uh, you know, I'm an alpha woman. So, uh -huh. an alpha man, I'm just going to, like, you know, punch him in the face. So, you guys would I, like, I like, I like, well, I like, I guess I never met, a, like, a real alpha man. Uh, I just met. Oh, they're one, out there. No, <laughs> they want to be alpha. Like, they have to. I, I personally don't like. Um, you know, and what's going on in the world right now. Um, I don't like, you know, I don't believe in patriarchism and I don't believe, you know, that women are down here and, 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 and men are up here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously the world is changing and, you know, we're becoming more aware, but women have suffered a lot, right? I mean, women have been putting down. And let me tell you something, brother. Women birth kids, okay? We crack our, our, our inside open to let life out. Okay, so that's, I know, like, sounds like horrible. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Tell, tell me one thing. It, and that's, like, crazy. You can see, like, a, a single mother, okay, 
having like all these children working three fucking jobs to pay the rent, to feed their kids, like the fathers are gone, but oh my God, when there's a single dad that is taking care of their kids, they're like gods. No, that's the, that's the real strength. Uh -huh. It's can you take care of another person? You know, like and women are like that. You know, women take into care. So yeah, we're fucking strong as fuck. Yeah. And that's the message behind my 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 work. Although it's yes, it is very sexy. And yeah. like, but why not? So you know, you're putting out sexy women uh, and stuff, but it's not like oh, I'm sexy for you to get me, I'm sexy for me, I'm sexy to feel beautiful and empowered and this is my expression as a beautiful inside out woman. Yes. How, can we do, how can women do that without putting the vibe out of like, hey boys, I'm here to be uh, caught or hunted down or I'm here as a, some piece of meat for you. Like how can we do I'm sexy without I'm sexy for me but not, not for you or you know, like you can enjoy it visually but I'm not your prey. Per se. Right. Because right. that's that it, well, there could the, be lots of mixed the uh, messages yes. there, you know? The feedback that I get from like a lot of women that like follows me and like, you know, buy my work and I actually have a lot of female um, collectors, believe it or not. You know, you would think like, oh the men wanna buy your stuff. No, I have a lot of female collectors because um, Cause, and, and the feedback that I get from them, and from all of them, even from followers, like I, I do wake up every morning with like DM saying, thank you for what you're putting out. Thank you for giving me strength because by me get putting that work out, you see, I don't just put the work out. I put the work and I put myself out as like, look at me, I'm doing it. I don't care. I'm not afraid. I'm just going to go get it. And, and you can do it too because they, they can, but because women, like I said, women has been suppressed so much, they're afraid, you know, they're afraid of, of saying, you know, they have a voice and they're afraid of, and I always have been a voice for, for women, you know, even when I was little and I was like, you know, drawing my comic books and, and my little paintings and my little murals back in Sicily, that's the message I was putting out. Mm. And I was putting out independence. Women are independent. Mm. Now the problem is that now men are like, well, you have to look hot. And you have to pay your own fucking <laughs> nails and lashes. And look, I get, I get lashes, okay? I like my lashes. I like my own beauty, but I do it for me. Uh -huh. I don't do it for another man. Like yeah. I said, I'm celibate. <laughs> so that's, uh, that, you know, it's, it's uh, I mean, it's, it's a ride, right? It's a journey. We're going with it, you know? Were you affected by what was happening in Iran recently? Because that was a big exaggeration, exaggeration of that whole situation. I don't think it's an exaggeration. I mean, I think, I think, I, you know, there's so many fake news. Uh, I, I do not watch the, t I, I do not watch TV. I don't watch the news. I watch what people post that they are there right now. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. like that's what the, the locals. I, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. I mean, now that they have no internet, you know. But uh, funny enough uh, that you mentioned that. No, I think it's horrible. I just can't believe. I mean, I, I appreciate so much my freedom and to like be so lucky that we were born in such a free country uh, or, you know, that we are in such a free country. I wasn't born here, Maybe. but, uh, <laughs> but um, it just, I just can't believe that this is happening. Yeah? That, that it's still continuing to happen, right? They're, they're killing women on the streets because yes. they're fighting for the rights to re not use the saris. Well, but it goes beyond that, you know, it goes beyond the, the fact that like, you know, women want to be in that country, women want to be, they want to repress women because because it's such an old, you know, um, or such an old country over there. It's such an old, uh, how you call Kingdom it? Kingdom or yeah, um, monarchy. Well, it's a patriarchy. patriarchy. It's a patriarchy. <laughs> and, but like, again, women give life. We birth. We have such a strength. We're goddesses. You know, you ask me, you know, yeah, um, you, can, you can silence it if you want. Sorry, I, I was actually thinking about like, where is my phone? Uh. Um, but funny enough, talking about this, I got contact. Uh, I've been wanting to um, to do a mural about it, about you know, like the the first Iranian that was actually um, uh, killed. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, you know, we manifest, right? So, you know, we are artists, we are creators, we manifest. And I wanted to do a mural. I was looking for a wall to do a mural for, you know, in honor of this of this. Uh, of this young lady, and soon enough, I got contacted by a group of Iranian women, you know, that they are actually in Miami, and uh, there are like 20 of them, I'm not sure how many, because I haven't met them yet, they're supposed to have come today, mm. <laughs> um, because they're, um, 
we're doing a mural together. So they're giving me, like, so now I feel like more part of it because before yeah. it was like, okay, as an artist and as a, as a female artist and as, you know, female that does woman empowerment, how can I contribute to this? I have to, I felt yeah. like I had to. Right. And then all of a sudden I get contact from, from this group of women and I'm, I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Uh, so we're meeting um, uh, Thursday, which is in two days from now, right? Uh -huh. Okay, because today is Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because we're going to work on a mural for, for uh, you know, for yeah. them. That's you know? beautiful. I mean, and, and I told them, like, I'm the only known in Iranian in the group or in the chat that they created. Uh -huh. And I'm just feeling so blessed that they, you know, that they allowed yeah. me to, you know. Right. And they're guiding you, you know, yeah, like they're creating a proper bridge as opposed to you being an observer, being like, I think what I think I know what's going on there. But, you know. Well, they're bringing in the, the real because they have families there. They're actually like. They're telling me what's going on. Like, it, see, that's the thing. There's so many fake news. You don't know what's 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 real and what's not. Right. But they have family there, and they're getting phone calls, and they're really like, it just it's horrible. Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, I you know, we hope it ends. Uh, we just have to like keep fighting for it, right? Mm. For well, women's rights. Yeah. It's 2022. I know. It's so We're basic. We're gonna be 2023, and it's just like these women are getting killed. Why? Because they have to wear these things. That, it's it's some some caveman shit. <laughs> so prehistoric. Yeah. yeah. But hopefully it all that energy keeps on moving and things keep on opening up in, yeah. in all our countries because this country has issues too. So Yeah, but I think I still feel that this country I mean I I lived in different countries. <coughs> you know, I come from a different country. I still think that there's no country like United States, you know. Um I wanna bring it back to Miami. So how yes. long have you been living in Miami? I got here in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, so that's 20, oh my God. Are we revealing my age? No. No. Um, <laughs> we're over 40s. We're in our 40s, big yeah, deal. We're, yes. And we still look beautiful. Yeah, better great. than ever. Dude, yeah. I feel so good. Fuck yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Me too. I box, yeah, every day, five days a week. I go, like, for my mental health, it's oh, very yeah. important. Yeah, you're saying you're, you're, you're being celibate because you're a boxer. I understand. But I'm not, not a boxer. Well, because you're a fighter. You said that. Right. Like, yeah. no, no. Like, I, they say that boxers, they hold on on, like, sexual activities before their fights. Well, I couldn't... So I, they, I, they hold their energy, you know, when... I, I feel... You know what it is? I feel that when I... When I meet somebody that I that I like, because I'm I'm very easy. Not I'm not very easy at falling in love, but I'm very passionate, and so then I dedicate all my energy into the other person, and I kind of forget my work. So my work become weaker, you know? Because mm. uh, I was going to ask you, because like, I can understand how a man who needs to fight saves his seed and his chi mm -hmm. that is shot out in orgasm, mm -hmm. while I imagine a woman is receiving energy from a man. Yeah, uh, um, she's she's giving the energy out too. Yeah. Believe it. <laughs> she's like, yeah. so I, I don't know how... There's no that energetics that work out uh, for a female conserving her energy or not. Sharing, it's to... about sharing. When you have, mm -hmm. it's all about energy. And it's like when, when you share your energy, uh, you become weaker. You know, I mean, unless the other person is going to give you energy. But, right. but since I'm overpowering, you know, then I just don't, don't, don't get it back as much as I give. So you give out. more than you receive. I think so. It, but yeah. maybe like you could still uh, have uh, that spiritual, sexual dance before a fight, mm -hmm. but with a proper lover that well, gives you as much. Let me take that back. It's actually like they say, and it's true, sexual energy is creative energy. So if I'm not having it physically, I'm having it with my creation. That's why I'm overly productive. I mean, I... You know, and I, I, I do all kinds of shit, you know, I'm not, a lot of people know me and like at, at the beginning when we met, you know, a lot of people know me as a, a muralist or a graffiti artist, I don't know my style and I, I never understood what the heck do I do, I paint the walls, mm -hmm. but it's, it's just not that, you know, I, I do sculpting, I do, you know, I study fashion design, which I have a line of, uh, you know, of clothing that I, where I put my art in it, and I'm also a filmmaker, I just uh, finished directing my third feature film, but you know, I, I, I like, um, I like to do big shit, you know, mm -hmm. I really do. I, I love, so, and that's the thing. If I'm in a relationship, I'm not doing as much as I do when I'm not, mm. you know, so that's, yeah. that's what it is, like your time, the fighter. Your time also yeah. is valuable. Yes, not it is, and, and not just that, I'm a full-time mom. Like, I have two kids, <clears> you know, so that's, that's a lot. You know, trying to manage, like, 
my career, my work, and, 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 my, and my family and my kids. Okay, so I want to I pull that string there, and I still want to keep on asking you about yeah. Miami, but tell me how it is to be a full-time artist, living from your art, and yeah. a mother of two. I would imagine it's an impossible feature. I'm, I'm right? unfortunate that I don't have kids because it's like, how can I throw a couple humans on that equation? Yeah. That sounds like madness. Yeah. How do you do that? Uh, I just, like, I don't know. I just, I'm, you know what it is? I'm the type of person that, I say that, I never heard it before, and so I came up with it. <laughs> but I'll jump off a plane without a parachute with the faith that I know that I'm going to grow wings to fly. You know, like, wow. I'm that type of, like, I, I take the risk. So when I, you know, I always be, like, I always lived off my art. You know, if it was before, it was filmmaking, whatever it was, I never really had a nine-to-five job, which was great. Um, that comes also because, you know, I w I'm the last one of four in my family, so I was always uh, kind of like I did what, well, you know, I did what I, what I wanted to do. Like, mm -hmm. I never was forced from my parents to, like, uh, do anything that I, I didn't want to do. So... So I was able to, you know, make a living with art, and then, and then kids came, and what am I gonna do? Like, you know, you get pregnant and you have uh, kids, I'm not gonna say no to life. So it just, I think like it just makes you stronger, you know? Like, I, it's, it's easy to give up, you know? It's, and, it's, and it's also, and, and that's what it is, again, about my, you know, sexy woman and my art. You know, it's what's behind it, right? It's, it's, a, it's a single mom, you know, uh, you know like full-time artist, full-time mom, and, and I'm always like there for striving. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid that things are, are not going to work out. It's also a mindset, right? It's all a mindset. It's like, so we are limited uh, about our potentials because uh, we have fears, because somebody has said in the past when we were young, uh, no, you can't, you can't be an artist, and you can't be a full mom, and you can't be a full-time mom, and you can't leave off your art. I, I never had those fears. I fought those fears. You know, I fought those fears and I, I'm like, no, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be, you know, strong in my own belief and and so the mindset I do I practice, you know, like uh, uh, mindfulness, you know, I, I, and that's what you do too. I know that you do that a lot. Let's bring it back to Miami. That was, yes. Uh, so you've been here since two thousand uh, no nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. So, did you always live in Wynwood? When did you arrive in Wynwood? Oh and how story. has Wynwood changed since you <laughs> have been around all these years? It's funny. It's okay. So, I got first to South Beach in 97, mm -hmm. right? And I was in South Beach up until like 2001. Mm -hmm. South Beach used to be cool, right? It used to be really cool. Well, I was working in clubs. I was, you know, a social butterfly, throwing parties, uh -huh. you know. It was very punk rock, and, like, there was still, like, a, like I heard there was, like, a lot of still not so fancy shiki-shiki as no, today. No, it was small. It was small. Yeah, it was, was, like, more on the ground. But there were, like, you know, three clubs, you know, and they were, like, yeah, there were the rock clubs, but I was, I was in the, I was in, you know, house music clubs. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was working in clubs a lot, and so I got burned out. Because I, I was like, okay, there's too much drinking and partying in South Beach. There was. Uh, I wasn't just the beach. So I, funny enough, I went to like a party in Hibiscus Island and from South Beach. And there was there like a, an architect. It, it was this beautiful house and there was like all these like young, uh, like, you know, kids my age um, living in there. And then there was this older man that was living there, which was an architect. And he was Italian, so I became, I, I'm always fascinated. I was, especially when I was younger, because now I'm the old one, right? But mm. I was always fascinated by like old people because they had knowledge. So I right away connected with them, we started talking. They were going to demolish the house that they were living in and uh, uh, because he was going to redesign it. So we stayed friends and then he moved to a warehouse in Wynwood in 2001. I mean, in Wynwood, there was only like crackheads and hookers, drugs and crime and warehouses, but they were empty because it was kind of like a fashion district. So there was a lot of just big warehouses with nothing in it. So it was one of the first ones they moved in and I was burned out from South Beach. So I asked him, I'm like, can I come and, I mean, you have like a 5,000 square feet warehouse. I'm like, can I just come and, you know, live with you, and he was just like, no, I don't like young people, they don't behave, and he was just so <laughs> rough, and I was like, okay, but I want to get out of South Beach, so I, he's like, okay, stay here for, for, for a month, 
and then you find your own place. So I did, I went, stayed there for a month, I'm Italian. So I was like cooking, cleaning, mm -hmm. you know, we were friends. There was not, you know, any like mm -hmm. sexual anything in there. Um, but I love the conversation because this guy, like his name was Dado, his name is Dado. And he was just like this old man that just traveled the world and built, designed these beautiful houses all around the world. And, and now he was in Miami. So we did a month, he then told me like, okay, you can stay. Mm -hmm. Again, his uh, friendship and his trust. And so that's how I moved to Wynwood. Mm. So, so this is 2001? Yeah, mm -hmm. like, not even, like, not even the Wynwood Walls were there. They came in, you know, the, the Goldman came in in 2006. Uh, but I, I, there was, we were like maybe like five artists living in Wynwood at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm one of the pioneers of Wynwood. I'm mm -hmm. like hands-on, like anybody can like, come back and tell me I'm not, I am. I was here when like, there was nothing. I mean, I had, you know, I had my, you know, crackhead friends on the street that I had to like pay a dollar or two to make sure that they would not like assault me or rape me, but it was really dangerous. Damn. But then again, you have all these huge warehouses with, and that's when I started doing art. I was like, okay, now I can go back. Cause I would, you know, I study art in Italy. I mean, I study fashion, but when I came to, you know, when I came to the United States, I, came, I went to South Beach. Like, it was like a party time, you know? It wasn't like making any art. So that brought, like the space that I have, it was so cheap. I mean, I was paying like 500 bucks for like, you know, for like a 2,000 square foot of, you know, twice as this. Um, and so then I started painting again. I started getting into like, you know, the painting again. And that's, that's how it started. And then I remember the first Art Basel. Mm -hmm. It was like, uh, when was the first Art Basel? I don't remember now, the, the year, but I was, I was here. And I saw how, you know, but like any other, like any other place, right? That's what, what happens. Art changes neighborhood. Art changes people's life, you know? So uh, if you see like all these, you know, if you go, there's all this bad neighborhood. And once the muralists go and they bring art, the, the neighbor change is, is more happy and it's colorful. And then, and then what happens is that then the developer comes and they kick the artist out. So that's what's happening with women right now, right? So mm -hmm. it was like a shitty place with a lot of crime, and um, and and then the artists came and we started like kind of cleaning, uh, painting it and making it more uh, embellish it, right? Mm -hmm. Beautify it. And now you know the artists are getting kicked out, and there's all these developers that have come and build these beautiful like huge buildings, um, and it is true. This is one of the only few artist space that there is in Wynwood. I mean, there's, there's really like, you can find something like this. I'm just lucky that I still have it. Yeah, because you yeah. came here so early that you got your connections and you know, yeah. your OG respect. Yeah, so, I guess so. Uh, has it been Dude. like, uh, yeah, <laughs> has it been like amazing to see this uh, rundown neighborhood turn into a mecca of arts in yeah. even North America? Yeah. And then you just take that ride and or has it been like mad, annoying to oh. see too many artists come and, and make this something? It's about evolution. You need to evolve with like everything that goes around. Like sometimes like, you know, you always hear like people say, oh, it's not like you used to. Well, you're not like you used to either. You know, like you change as things change and maybe it's not for you anymore. Maybe it's for the younger crowd. Maybe it's for something else. And the other thing is, you know, Wynwood, got gentrified, right, already, and like, you know, all the big buildings, and people are paying like, you know, $5,000 of rent for like a fucking one bedroom. But there's other neighborhoods, other neighborhoods that needs, you know, that they're developing right now, like Alapata. Mm -hmm. Alapata is the next, is the next part. Uh, it's like west of Wynwood. Mm -hmm. So here we are like right in the limit of, uh, between Wynwood and, and Alapata. So it's called the Wow District. Okay. It's west of Wynwood. Okay. So wow, mm. <laughs> but the next one is Alapata, and after that it's gonna be another, you know, another uh, area. I just feel bad for the locals, that, you know. But then again, if they own a house, they're gonna sell it for a couple of million dollars. So God bless them too. Yeah, yeah. Era, era benefits. We just have to keep. You know, it's funny. Like you know, my you know my kids are my kids the way they talk. My son is eight years old. And you know, like the other day I was like, you know, I got a lot of car rage. So I was like, ah, because you know, I drive every day in the morning to take my kids to school and then bring them back and they, they go to private school. So they're like, the, the schools are far, like they're like 25 minutes like driving in the highways. So I'm like, and I'm just saying, I'm like, look at this guy. And I get so mad. And my son is in the back saying, mom, 
let's start thinking positive. Put some meditation music. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so lucky. Mm. I was just born lucky. What can, you know, what can I tell you? Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, good karma for you. Yeah. Um, so tell me, be, being a, a, a Miami artist where you got, like say, like I, we all come to Basel for a week or two and we try to make our connections and then we go back home and hope that something happened with it. You're here year round, uh, Miami artists are here year round. Do you yeah. feel you guys have like this big, beautiful advantage to make connections year round and there's lots of jobs and abundance for somebody who's an artist in Miami? I don't think there's a lot of jobs during art battle. I think uh, like it's more like a, a like a, a window for people to exp like you it's know, an exposure, shop. yeah. Yeah, for, to ex for exposure. But you come to like hunt those jobs. Like, look at this mural. Okay, who wants to hire me for more? I actually, during Basel, because of the fact that I feel like I'm privileged <laughs> because I live here, and this is the mecca of, of street art, and I feel privileged that I'm actually a local, so I do get my, a lot of jobs around here. So during Basel, I actually, like, when before, years back, I was always trying to, like, okay, I'm going to be in an art show, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to paint all the walls again. I'm like, no, I'm going to actually sit back and let the artists that they're not from here paint their walls and get the jobs and you know if they want to I, I like to host so mm -hmm. I like for you know artists to come and, right. and visit but I, I try not to compete know, no no because like I say I'm like like I'm privileged to be here already so mm -hmm. I, I like when the artists come because you know it's it's the interact I, I love the interactions for me it's more about like the interaction and you know and it's, it's it would be the same thing if I'm going to Berlin and there's like you know like a, an art festival uh, I, I, you know, and I see all the Berlin people painting. It's like, you know, give me some slack. Like, let me, yeah, you know, yeah. let me help you. Give me I won't wall. find your wall, uh -huh. okay? Stop asking for walls, uh -huh. but you can go find them. Like, I'm not gonna like take walls out of people. Although I painted the wall outside. Did you see it? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, because I was like, if I don't paint it now, somebody's gonna come fucking paint it. I'm like, no, that's mine. That's mine. But yeah, so it's good. I, I love it. Cool. I just love it. So tell me, Claudia, how is it to be a female muralist? Is there any difference between a female muralist and a male muralist? Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, yeah, you know, we get periods. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, okay. Well, a man physically is stronger than a woman, right? I mean, like, not, um, hold on, not all the time, but. For a woman to be, you know, when you, when you paint in mural, sometimes, you know, sometimes I have an assistant, but most of the time I don't. And so for me to be, you know, uh, with this type of ass and these tits on the street attracts those fucking assholes. Mm -hmm. They're trying to, like, get in trouble. And so now I'm alone. And it's like, you know, 9 o'clock at night, and what am I going to do? Do I have a bas baseball bat? I go boxing. So mm -hmm. it, it's harder for a woman to be a muralist. It really is. It's it's a uh, it's it's because of the threat of the man. What? Because of oh, you don't know what's gonna go. You know what's happening on the street. You're on the street. You're not in an art studio. Uh -huh. So if you're in a bad and you usually you know like people like to have murals in like a bad neighborhood so you can embellish them. I mean a lot of times I mean in the, or you know you get jobs in a nice building whatever, but in order to gain, in order to gain. Street cred, right? Because when I, when I woke up one morning, I was like, I'm just going to be a muralist because I do a lot of things like that. Like when I woke up and I was like, I want to be a director uh, because of the no fear. Because I'm like, fuck, I live one life. YOLO. You only remember one life. We live forever, right? But I only remember this life. Uh, what are you going to do as an individual here mm -hmm. in this world? And I know that so well. I really don't know yet where it comes from. I don't know because it was good teaching from my, from my parents. But, uh, or the fact that I didn't have anything when I was little. And, 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 and the thirst of wanting more and, and, and now I have, you know, and just have no fear and just jump. Mm -hmm. Don't grow, the, those fucking wings will grow. Um, so when I was trying to, you know, when I, I said, okay, I'm gonna be a muralist. And I, you know, I did a mural and, 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 and the feedback was great. Uh, I was like, okay, I wanna keep doing this. Now, how am I gonna get, how am I gonna get, you know, how am I gonna get known? So I had to go and start painting every fucking wall that I could find with Wynwood and Nan. And at the time when I started, Wynwood wasn't like the posh and beautiful place that is now. It was really dangerous. There was still like, you know, crime. So for me to be on the street by myself with the like spray cans 
And I got approached by all kinds of fucking people. I mean, one time I had like a car like stopping and there were like four guys and I thought they were going to, you know, but it's, you know what it is? It's the way you stand. It's the way you stand is very important. So if you can, if, if you have like a certain kind of stand, the way you, like you can intimidate people. Yeah, you have to be like, you know, secure. But it has not been easy. I mean, ask your girlfriend, she probably knows. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's, not, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, are you part of the Foreign Few no. project? No, I'm not. No, I've never been asked to be part of it. Uh -oh. I had a really good friend that she was part of it. Uh, actually, she was, and I like to bring her up because I'm not sure exactly where she's at. She fell off the train a little bit, but <clears throat> finding herself. But uh, uh, when I started doing the murals, there was this girl, which was, is, she's part of the Few and Far, which I love because they're such badass does, does her name start with a K? Yes. Oh, uh, I know who it is. Kazila. Kazila, the Vanilla Gorilla. I think uh. it, yeah, Kazila was like, but funny enough, Kazila was very much like me. She didn't fucking care. She didn't, you know, I, and our style is very similar, mm -hmm. although, because we both study fashion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like she has the elongated neck. And, but when I got into the street art, and I was like, just at the beginning, you know, I was just, maybe like I had two murals and I was a, a scavenger. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna look for walls. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna just, where, where, where? Um, I met Kazila and we clicked right away as, as, as friends. And uh, she's the one that told me pick, I'm like, can you teach me how to spray paint? She's like, no, pick up a can right now and practice. And so that's how I started. She actually started me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm forever thankful for Godzilla. Nice. She, she was a badass, you know, yeah. before me that showed me. She so. still is. I'm sure she's out here. I, I should hit her up and see if she's around now. We painted together in Envision 2013. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, with J Jacob. Jacob. Uh, yeah, Hill. Jacob for you. Yeah, I love Jacob. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, nice guy. But yeah, Kazila was a, a, one of the biggest inspiration that I had in when it comes to street art and graffiti. Nice. Yeah. So let me move away from street art and murals and tell me a little bit about your installations at uh, Burning Man. Yay! Well, this is part of it too. Well, one of them. So I, okay. the first time I went to Burning Man, it was 2018, and when I walked here, when I went to Burning, you know, at Burning Man, you have like just huge installations, and nothing is powered by money. Like everything is like, okay, I'm gonna gather a group of friends, I'm gonna build it for six months, and then I'm gonna bring it there. You know, and it costs you money, it costs you time and everything, but the effort and what I saw, it just pushed my limit. I'm like, okay. I want to now start doing installation because I got inspired. So when I left Burning Man 2018, I was like, okay, I'm not coming back here without an art installation. So I did. In 2019, I brought one, which was like a, it was like a, a I call it like a mystical uh, tarot reading carousel. So it was like this uh, hexagon. Uh, these were the panels, mm -hmm. some of the panels. So they, they were like these tarot cards, right, in a, a, like enclosed in a temple. And then in the middle, there was a, a, like a, a horse, mm -hmm. a spinning horse on a Lazy Susan. Uh, that was actually the, um, the, the umbrella that was on top oh, of it. Um, and so what happened was that, you know, the interactivity, that's what, that's what Burning Man teach me, how to make art that is interactive. Mm -hmm. I felt like that a mural was not more inter wasn't interactive enough. I felt like I wanted to, I wanted to, it's like the wheel, I wanted to, do more. It wasn't just like what you see and what, it, what, it, what, it, and, and what inspires you. It's like, I want you to interact with it and I want you to come out with a bigger experience. Mm -hmm. so, so, you sp it, like, so it worked that you sit on the horse, you get spun, and then the horse mm -hmm. lands in one of the, facing one of the tarot cards, mm -hmm. uh, and then you go to the tarot cards and, and you read the message, right? But the messages were all like unconditional love gratitude, ego death, forgiveness, uh -huh. you know, all spiritual stuff that we kind of like, you know, need in order to evolve and yeah. to get to the next level of, of life. <laughs> that was 2018. Then uh -huh. 2022, well, there was COVID, so we couldn't go, right? And then 2022, I did similar to the spinning, because I like the wheel, I like the energy of the wheel, uh, but it was, uh, <laughs> it's funny to talk about it, but uh, it, it's called Kintsugi, Kintsugi is a Japanese uh, technique to uh, uh, fix broken pottery okay. with gold lining. Yeah. So, yeah. so this was about the healing of the heart. So mm. there's a. It's funny because then eventually I realized that was my the beep. Okay. So <laughs> I jump. I'm a squirrel. Uh, <laughs> um, there was. It, it's a big, seven foot tall broken heart that we built. Right. It's a like huge mm. heart on the same Lazy Susan that we used for the, for the horse. 
and this heart is surrounded by seven trees. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, it's, those are some of the branches over there. Okay, nice. Um, and each tree, so what, what happens is like you go inside of this magical forest, you go to the heart, uh, which has like a big arrow in it, and the, the heart is all broken, so it's, this is called lining. I actually use gold leaf on it. Uh, so you spin the, you know, you ask for healing, you spin the heart, and then the, the arrow points at one of the trees, you walk to the tree, and there is a book in the middle of the trees with the healing message. So it's kind of like the same, you know, I brought, mm -hmm. I brought healing to the playa, but not, you know, sh little I know that my heart got broken at Burning Man. So it was, oh. my, it was my broken heart that I, that, I, that I built and I brought there, and it's totally fine. Oh. It's, yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, that's, that's I, think, uh, I think uh, I heard a few stories of breakups at Burning Man this no, year. No, no, I, I didn't break up. My heart got broken. It was different it's for many reasons, but yeah. yeah. But it's okay, you know, it's a kind of like, you know, whatever happens there, you bury in the sand and then you... And then you grow again, and it's fine. But the most beautiful thing was that whatever experience I, I had at Burning Man, which was what the universe wanted for me, you know, the player mm -hmm. provides. So that was, I, I, I'm okay with it now. You know, I lost 20 pounds, so that's good. But uh, uh, the feedback again, what, you know, Chris, what do we do art? We do art for what we bring to people. Mm -hmm. We are creators, and we want to bring something. We want to plant a seed for that to grow. Right? That's, that's what we are. That, you know, we kind of like a little bit play God in a way. And although I had a terrible time at Burning Man, the feedback from the people, people were coming, like I was, I, I spent a lot of time at this installation, just sit down like under a tree and cry. And people were like, they would spin the, you know, the heart. And they'd be like, oh wow. And then they would come mm -hmm. to me and say, why are you crying? I'm like, that's my broken heart, I made mm -hmm. this. And, and they were like, you don't understand the type of healing that you have brought to, to Burning Man. So that, mm -hmm. you know, made it all worth. It's yeah. almost like your pain of your broken heart that you were uh, expressing through this thing even beforehand uh, that? was like, like a manifestation. And, yes. And your emotion was that alchemical ingredient to really activate it. It's like this is a real Correct. feeling wow, I'm expressing dude, I have here. Goosebumps. Look, look at this. Yeah. You're totally right. Because I've been trying to make sense of it. You know, I've been trying to make sense. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, I, I worked, and, and mind you, I worked for six fucking months on this stuff and spent over $20,000 of my pocket, my savings. Uh -huh. Nobody gave me money. You know, there's a way that, you know, you could do the fundraiser. I just didn't have the time to do the fundraiser. Uh -huh. I kind of like, you know, and then like, you know, you, you gather crew, but, you know, you know, pay them. So then ego comes on the way, and I do have a big ego. But, you know, like, but yet with a smile. And I, I'm, like I say, I'm a doer. I just want to do it. I don't, I, I can't. Like, if you, if you stand in the way, I'm just going to tell you to move and, and go. If you don't make my life easier, then get out of the way. You know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's how you have to do it. And, uh, but, yeah, there was, like, a weird thing. I'm, like, I spent six months working on this thing, not knowing that the, the broken art that we were building was mine. And, you know, mm. it's, like, so, but, but, it, but it was, like you said, the activation, the energy. You know, it's, like, when, where time is space, it doesn't exist anymore. You mm -hmm. know, it's, like, it, it was just, like, very magical and very fucking hard because it was dusty. Right. Um, yeah, so. Well, congrats on making, first of all, congrats on making art for the sake of making art. Yes. As somebody who sh should uh, be like, go out there and make some money to pay your bills and take care of your kids. Instead, you're throwing yourself in the dust to make art for the sake of self-expression. Correct. That's the wow. true oh, meaning of being correct. an artist and I, I fully respect yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Thank you. I get very emotional too. Yeah, but it's true. That's why we do it, you know. And but that's that's why, you know. But I, I think that's why it's kind of counterproductive too. The fact that I like I do art just self-express and whatever whatever I'm passionate about at the time. That's why I don't I don't stay with one medium too much. Like I've been doing murals for like the past ten years, but now I'm getting to the point that I want to go back to filmmaking. You know, like so there's there's different things that I do that, you know, they're good but they're. Yeah, so I, I want to know a little bit more about your fashion design. Uh, I saw that you had a, a desfile de modas, uh, a walk at uh, Winwood Walls, Walls yes, kind of yes. recently, right? Yeah, so, I, uh, so because I have a fashion background, like I study fashion in, in an art institute in Italy before I came here, uh -huh. um, and I have all these murals and this art, and I do a lot of digital art now with my iPad that I love so much. Um, I... I start putting uh, 
my art into kimonos, you know, like robes, and they're like mm -hmm. super soft and they have all this uh, different uh, design. So then that kind of like I did it as, you know, like I do everything. I just did it because I wanted to do it. I just took my money and invested. I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this line. And, and all of a sudden, like, everybody want to buy it. And it was actually at some point, you know, I mean, everything takes consistency, right? Mm. Uh, but at one point, I, I mean, they are right now being sold all around the United States. I got these people that do like, a, um, you know, a wholesale. So they're everywhere, you know, like, and Sick. I was planning that, you know, I wish I did plan that in a mm -hmm. better way, but yeah. It's, Great, congrats. Yeah. So then, then uh, the Winwood Walls came and say, hey, do you want to do a fashion show? Uh -huh. And we also did the, we did a fashion show with a movie night because, you know, like I said, I think I said it before that I'm also a filmmaker. Uh -huh. So my second film that I directed and produced, um, I fin I had finished a couple of years ago. So we, we showed the movie as well. So it was like a, a very cool kind of like, so when the walls is, is showing your your clothes and your film, do you think you'll paint a wall there at some point too? I think that, and, and nothing against it. I mean, I respect what they're doing. I respect what like you know Tony Goldman did. I mean, brought art too. Um, I think that they're more because of the fact that there's so many like local artists here. They try to like bring in more like international artists, mm -hmm. which is totally fine with me. You know, now I, I, do I think that I will ever paint there? Um, who knows, you know, yeah, I'm not, you it's know, up I'm, to I'm, the curators, I'm, I guess. Yeah, the yeah. curator, you know, but I think my work is not like what they're looking for in uh -huh. a way, you know, my, my work is just not what, but then again, you know, and they work with a lot of big artists, you know, I mm -hmm. feel like, so I'm not, I'm not there like asking for them to make whenever well, they call me. Well, the Wynwood Walls, it seems like the spot for tourists. You know, like, oh, you come from out of town, you want to see all these worldwide uh, artists, yeah. like, here's where you go. If you want to see the locals, the rest of the street is there right, already. Right, right, so, which is totally fine, you know. Uh -huh. I have nothing, I mean, I love the art that they bring and, they, and, uh, and all the artists that go. Bless the artists that go. I mean, I got to show my fashion line and my movie, so I'm, I already, like, you know. You're happy. Yeah, I'm with, very with happy. the space that you got. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the film, uh, the film expression that you have. Uh, I don't know if I want to know about a film career right, or is yeah. it just something that so, you do? So that, then again, so I was, so I was, it was 2006. <coughs> so I was living in Wynwood, right? I was like one of the pioneers. I was there and I, everything was happening and I was painting. And then, you know, I woke up one morning and I'm like, it's so funny. It happened because I got an email from a girlfriend of mine, which she's a filmmaker, and they were doing like the Miami, uh, the Miami Short Film Festival. And this email went out saying like, if, you have, if you're a filmmaker and you have a, a short you want to submit, uh, the deadline is in a month. And I took it as a challenge, I love challenges, man. You throw me a challenge, I'll fucking rip that head off, man. So I was like, ooh, <laughs> filmmaker, yeah, why not? So I, and I also had a brother, okay, that also passed away, uh, that, oh. um, there was a filmmaker, it was, you know, he went to the UCLA study, like he actually was like really, he had a career of that. He just died at a young age when he was 33. Mm. Um, so, so I was like, ooh, maybe this is, you know, so I, I kind of like, I use art to connect to like higher energy and I believe that nobody dies. So I was like, okay, maybe this is a way for me to connect with my brother because yeah. he, he had recently passed away like a couple of years before. And I felt like while like my mom and my sister, they were all like, you know, mourning and crying. I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. I'm, like, I'm going to find a way to reach out to him. I'm not going to find a way for him to guide me. Uh -huh. And so I did. I had one month. I wrote the script. I shot it. I edited it. I composed the music. I submitted it. And I fucking won. Nice. Okay? Yeah, that was 2006. No, sorry. No, that was before. That was 2004. Uh-huh. So after that, I was like, okay, this, this, this I like. Like, I like, I like the energy, I like, you know, because I like, I, I, I'm intense, you know, intense, you can tell, right? Mm. <laughs> but um, I, I, I like the process of making the film, I'm like, okay, I want to know more. So I was like, well, okay, go to film school. So I pack up my bag and I went to uh, New York, I went to, the, I, I went to the New York Film Academy and uh, they, they had like an eight-week eight week program, filmmaking. Uh, so, but, you know, you, you have to have a diploma right, to go in. So I went, I'm like, I'm paying. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm coming like, tomorrow. And they're like, yeah, high school diploma. I was like, oh. You know, I kind of like run away from my country. So I never got an high school diploma. I quit my high school, mm. right? So I never finished. 
And I never got a GD test because I was like, what am I going to, you know, I'm, 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 I learned from the streets. And um, so I told them, I, I, had, I came up with a story, and I'm like, oh, what? And I was in the office. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm from Sicily. In Sicily, there's mafia. They blew up the school. They can't find I made up a whole fucking story. So I kind of pitched the movie. What happened is that they were like, no, man, I'm sorry. If you don't fucking bring that shit, like, go back, go get a GD test, and then come back. We can't do it. Like, it's against our, you know, our policy to have somebody that doesn't have. Um, but, and then again, being lucky, the director of the, of the school was, was in the same office. I didn't know. So he was listening to the story. And the guy is, like, the, the producer of, like, a Red Dragon. Like, I don't remember his name, but he's really big, uh, this dude. And he heard my story, and he knew I was lying. <laughs> but the way I pitched this movie, it was like, this girl needs to be in this school. Mm -hmm. So they fucking caught, I'm like, that's it. I, didn't know, I don't know nothing. I'm ready to go back to Miami, because I was staying with a friend. And they call me, the school call me, they like, come back. And they talk to me like, you know, we're going to close one eye and the other. We're going to get you in, but we know that it was bullshit. But <laughs> the director wants you in the school. So I did my fucking film. Mm. I mean, I, I, I did the, the school. So... After that, that kind of like started my, uh, I mean, I kind of stopped painting and because uh, that's what I was doing before. And I started doing film and, you know, like independently. I never like, really worked for a company say like, oh, I'm going to be a PA. And this, no, I couldn't fucking do it. I'm a wild horse. So I started like, you know, making my own like uh, music videos and my own scripts and my own things. Uh, till it was 20, 2000. Oh, dude, it was like, like not even two years after I was a filmmaker that there was uh, another email that, got, that I got. Uh, there was a film competition. Um, it was going to be like a reality show for filmmakers on Fox. Mm. And the producer was Steven Spielberg and Mark Burnett. You know, uh, Mark Burnett is like the creator of, uh, of uh, reality shows and Steven Spielberg, Uncle Steven, dream work, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, Let's, let, let me give it a shot. So I submitted a short film and I passed the first selection and then they wanted to meet me and I passed the second selection, long story short. I was one of the finalists on the show. So Okay. Yeah. So, so you're in a reality TV show about filmmaking. A couple of them. But yes, I was on a real yeah, yes, correct. It was it was air nationally. Yeah, it was big. I mean I was after the show, I was under contract as a filmmaker with DreamWork. Yeah. Wow. It was amazing. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a fucking and no way. And my daughter was only six months old. Okay. Like tell me about stopping. I'm not stopping. No. I'm like, yeah. I was filming my daughter in my lap. I was like, yeah, action. Poor kids. <laughs> wow. So yeah, you truly embody the 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 energy of your badass bitches that you put Fuck out yeah, there. Fuck yeah, man. Why not? Like you know, who's gonna? Because I've been put so, been suppressed so much when I was little. I think that gave me like the rage and the, the and the right drive, uh -huh. you know, to get to this point to, and, yeah. and to transmit my message to other women. You know, because there's a lot of badass bitches out there. Okay, one. You know, <laughs> there, there is, but. You know, little by little, like, you know, we're, I feel like that we transmit from a woman to a woman, you know, we transmit that, that power. You see, there's, there's a lot of brotherhood. Brotherhood is strong. You guys are brothers, like men and men are brothers. The problem is like that we, we're not strong in sisterhood. You know, girls want to cat fight because they're fighting for the man. Oh, fuck the man. You don't need him anyway. I mean. Uh, hold on, let me, let me not say that. Yes, <laughs> we do need the man. But what I'm saying is that you don't need the man to take care of you. You need, man, you need a man to share your own happiness. It's about your own happiness. When you're happy inside and you're happy with who you are and what you do, then you can meet a man that's going to be like, I know you don't need me. It's not about need. It's a want. I want to be with you. I want to share myself with you. So that's, you know, I think we get there, like, you know, we, to, through a lot of heartbreaks and a lot of, like, you know, different... Uh, experiences you know it's, we, we all have to go through it you know I, mm -hmm. I banged myself on the wall a couple of times uh, but yeah I think that it's important for to make our sisterhood game strong because I feel that mainly like why women get into like you know uh, arguments or fighting or it's because uh, <clears throat> it's because of another man you know, it's like, oh, you're gonna steal my man. No, I'm gonna be your sister. I'm gonna like understand you, and I'm gonna give you the strength and the power. It's mm -hmm. all about that. Well, I could imagine the same dynamic happens between men too, fighting over women. Yeah, and but I feel like that there's like more brotherhood. Like you actually, like you guys stand up, stand up for each other more than like 
Well, there's bro code, and I try to, bro you code. know, you know, you See, don't. We don't have sister code, do we? Fuck yeah. it, let's sister code. We start in the three yeah. five, baby. Yeah, you, you're not supposed to steal somebody else's girlfriend, and uh, you know, or somebody else, you know. People, yeah, women do that. Why? Because they feel like that a man is gonna take care of them. Ah, oh, girl, it's not about that. Okay, is you take care of yourself. And that's what men wants, actually. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. Empowerment yeah. attracts more empowerment. Yeah. So, Claudia, you seem like you're doing great. You know, popular, successful muralists, sculptures, installations, films, fashion. Wow, you're an explosion of energy <laughs> and power. What, what, what next? Uh, is there more things you got on your target to do? Or you're satisfied with the million activities you have mm. already? You know, like lately I've been doing a lot of like, and, which is strange because I have to figure out a way to actually uh, make money with it too. Because I can't just like do only that and, uh, and not be able to feed my children and like, you know, um, you know pay, for, pay for, my, for my own shit. But uh, I, I really, I love like, charity work mm -hmm. isn't that strange so so, so in that no, i mean it's not just strange but uh like uh what is it called um philanthropy correct mm -hmm. um so i on my own started to go to different like centers for like uh like uh, young girls like teenager girls like where they you know they uh right before they go to jail right they, mm. they, they, they the get juvie. Put, yeah they get put in these institutions so i started going on to these places and i'm like can i paint you a mural and they're like, yeah, what kind of one you want? I'm like, no, I don't want nothing. I got spray paint. Just give me a wall. And But I'll ask you one thing. I want to interact with the girls. Because mm -hmm. I'm a mom. You know, like, for, and so, oh, my God, I'm going to start crying. But for me, there's, like, a, you know, like, um, all these, like, young girls, like, I mean, young boys, I connect with the girls more, is that they're so broken. Like, I'm, I'm so lucky to have come from, like, such a good family, you know, such a good background. I live a great life. You know, I have great kids. I have a fucking career. I'm like, fuck, bro. I'm fucking lucky and happy. He's like, how do I share that? Like, I feel so with girls, and especially being a mother, being a mother of uh, a teenage girl. Uh, it's I feel like that. That's the only window you have before they grow up and they fucking go to jail and their life is fucked up. So that's what I, be, I start doing is uh, going to these institutions and painting the murals with them. But like, really the meaning is because I go, I do a presentation, I told them who I am, I was like, yeah, I do this and that, and I came from nothing, because I didn't come from a rich family, I came from like, you know, like uh, just a little small family. Um, and, and, I, and I get to like do like an intervention, like a five minutes intervention, when they're thinking, I'm just painting with her, but no, I'm doing, ter I'm doing intensive fucking therapy with, you know, with them. Psychological. So, yeah, so that's one thing that I wanna like, I, I would like to do more, like philanthropy work. But you know, there's also like, I can't just do philanthropy work and not be able to like pay my bills, right? So I'm figuring that out. And definitely going back to filmmaking. I love being a director in, in a director's chairs and tell people what to do. I fucking love that shit. I'm like the best at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a vision, you know? Like what, th what, what is the director's like? Yeah, it's like when you paint, like you have a vision. Like I have a vision of like how I want the movie to look, how I want it to feel. And, and, and coming from like a, a visual background, right? Uh -huh. That helps a lot because then like you're, you're You you're got the composing. style down. Yeah, you know? Mm. So that's what I'm going, you know, I want to get back into it. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Claya. We're coming to the end of our show. Would you have some final words to our millions and millions of viewers? <laughs> uh, uh, believe in yourself, right? If you have something, if you feel that there's something inside that you feel you need to do, don't be afraid of, of, of failing. Just do it. Just, just go with it and because there's, there's a purpose. And I always to find the purpose, you know, Everybody, whatever we do, we should always have one thing in our mind. How is it going to better humanity? If you're doing something that can better humanity, even, even like a little, little bit, then you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. so, Beautiful. Yay. Well, thank you so much. I really and appreciate it. Positivity. Really appreciate being here in your beautiful home and, you. and have you share all these beautiful words with us. And thank you guys too for tuning in to another week of Chris Dyer's Creative Friends. Yay! 
And uh, please press the like button, share it, comment, uh, subscribe, all that boring stuff that really helps us uh, more people to catch these beautiful conversations. So thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Blessings. Woo! Next episode, my guest will be Karian Bade. I still do consider my role as a teacher to be someone who helps unlock human potential, helps people with their creativity, helps them unlock their potential in the way that they have a voice, they have a calling. And it's not my place to say what kind of artist they'll be. It's just to help them breathe and push and become the artist they want to become. My hope is that my students become the future of the entire art world and we're all helping each other and friendly and supportive. And we're not only artists and teachers, but they become ambassadors for what is consciousness, what is creativity, what is human potential that could helpfully transform society. So please make sure to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Big thanks and see you next episode.